The following podcast is sponsored content from Prudential. 4040 Vision is a four-part podcast hosted by me, Faith Saley, that explores the contemporary experience of being in your 40s. A lot happens in your 40s. Big career moves, raising children, taking care of aging parents skin tags, if you're me, all the while trying to make time for yourself and prepare for your own future. Being in your 40s right now can feel so busy. A 40-something is old enough to run the free world but still wrestles with problems like, do I rent or own? Do I get Botox or bangs? If I like Bon Jovi, does it have to be ironically? 4040 Vision breaks it all down for you by telling the stories of truly remarkable people who are fully embracing the decade. On this episode, we explore a defining part of this generation, the world of later-in-life parenthood. It's an approach to parenthood that's becoming more and more common, having kids in your 40s. Since 1990, the birth rate for women over 40 has almost doubled. And I'm one of those women. I became pregnant for the first time at age 40. And I face some challenges, emotional and physical, because it can be tough to get pregnant. And it's also tough to stay pregnant. Between the ages of 40 and 45, a woman's miscarriage rate jumps from 40% to 80%. So we wanted to explore this world a bit and, and see if folks who shared my experience also shared my emotional journey and what it took for them to overcome the challenges. I also want to hear from some people who have taken a different path entirely and chosen not to have kids to see what we can learn from them about cultural expectations. My first guest is Kimberly Burbrower a Los Angeles-based educator and a parent of three kids, two of whom are twins, whom she had at age 40. Here she is from her home in L.A. Well, first of all, the minute you get pregnant, before we even had the first ultrasound, I was sort of stamped with the advanced maternal age label. Advanced maternal age is like the most shaming thing that you could be called, I think. <laughs> I kind of wore it as a badge of pride. What bothered you about that? I don't know. I, I felt like I was being flagged. You know, it's sort of like when they're, they're checking all the eggs as they go down the conveyor belt that they flag the ones that are questionable. I kind of felt like I was being flagged for something. I don't think I was ready to feel advanced age. I, I still don't, really. I worry about that a little bit sometimes because I think I have dysphoric age disorder or something like that where I, <laughs> I think I'm younger than I am. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess being stamped AMA kind of reminded me of what, what age I really am. Do you attribute the fact that you feel younger than your biological age to the fact that you have young kids? Or do you think that's just kind of who you are? I definitely think that having young children keeps you young, but there are people that I know who have young children who are constantly saying that it's so much harder for them because they're older. My parents were my age when I was already out of college. Wow. And they seemed so old. Yep. They were looking you know, at friends retiring and playing golf more, and I'm just so not there. My career is on the upswing, and my children are still so young, and I just feel like there's so much more ahead of me, and it doesn't feel exhausting or daunting or misplaced. It feels great. I think when you have kids in your 40s, you also have a layer of gratitude and a layer of perspective when you get how lucky you are. Right. There's like that bittersweet feeling. It's not bittersweet, but there's a piece of it that's sort of que sera, sera feeling 
my older daughter loves to count how old I will be when she and her sister and brother are, are at any given age. And it's terrifying. You know, she'll say, well, how old will you be when I'm 40? And I'm like, oh, God, you know, I don't even want to talk about it. I was just in the park at a little uh, a little play group with my son. And my son was walking around to everyone saying, how old are you? How old are you? Because kids, you know, kids don't care, right? I mean, they're just curious. And I said, I'm 44. And that didn't phase him. And he walked over to the next nanny or mother or whatever and said, how old are you? And not one adult would answer how old she was. I think part of that is that people treat you differently when they perceive you as older. So you kind of want to perpetuate the perception that you're not that old. If you say you're 39, I mean, really, chronologically, that's not that much different, but people see you differently. You're in a different age demographic, and there's something onerous about being sort of pushed forward into what seems like a socially unacceptable demographic. What kind of feedback and response do you have from your parents who had kids at a much, much younger age than you did? There's a lot of, like, there but for the grace of God kind of attitude, like, how do you do it? So I have my own business, and I'm going through a divorce right now. It's a lot. And I think what my parents see is their perception of 46 or 45, the energy that they had and the life that they were living when they were my age, and they think, how on earth is she doing it, and how is she going to maintain this? How are you supported? How do you take care of three kids with everything you have going on? Well, I have a part-time nanny who is really my lifeline at this point, and I have lowered my standards a great deal. <laughs> what does that mean when it comes to children, <laughs> men, or nannies? I'm practicing acceptance and forgiveness of myself. I've made a list of my priorities, and I try to excel at at least two of the five things on each day, then I try to make sure that I sort of rotate those things so I'm not always excelling at the same two. Okay, so can you please give me an example of today's list? Well, today is a crazy day. I have a big deadline on a proposal I have to finish for work, and I have my three kids, and I have a very old sick dog that we're actually putting down this evening. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry about your dog, and, uh, Thank and you. I'm sure this is an extremely atypical day. It's atypical because I'm juggling this sad thing, but in general, that's what it looks like. It looks like my nanny and I are tag-teaming constantly. My goal in delegating to her is to delegate sort of like the back office home stuff so that I can show up for the stuff that my kids notice. So I'll have her chopping the vegetables in the afternoon so that when I come in, I can sit down and have dinner with them. Do you ever wish that you could propel yourself 10 years into the future when your kids will be more self-sufficient? Yeah, there are days where I'm like, I wish they were all in middle school. But the truth is, I'm really, really happy. I'm exhausted, but I'm, I'm so happy. I'd like to slow down my aging process and keep them at the standard. Oh, I hear you. That's exactly <laughs> how I feel. And no amount of injectables in your face can do it. No. <laughs> do you think you would feel this happy? Uh, granted, you know, you're also exhausted. Had you had children 10, 15 years ago? No, I don't. I think when you're younger, it's a lot harder to find space in your brain and perspective. I think that focusing on my career for my 20s and 30s like I did, and I was very career-oriented for those 20 years, I think it gave me tools that I'm using now that I wouldn't have had if I had had them younger. Having those years of being challenged and succeeding and being challenged and failing and knowing that it's not the end of the world 
with my older daughter, I can talk about the things that I did before she was born. And I feel like I'm bringing something to her that my mother couldn't bring to me. Mm. And mom, if you're listening, no ill will. But, you know, my mom had me when she was 23 or 24. And her sort of world experience was very limited at that time. Your parents, if I do the math, they're in their 70s. How are you feeling about their aging and seeing them be kind of relatively older grandparents? I think they are analogous in their grandparenting as I am to my parenting. I don't see them as older grandparents. In fact, when I think back to my childhood experience with my grandparents, I think my parents seem younger in comparison. Now, you you talked about the early years with twins. So exhausting. Yeah. Do you think having babies at 40 played a role in the dissolution of your marriage? When my husband and I met, I was, again, very career-oriented. In fact, when I got pregnant the first time, I was very ambivalent about becoming a parent. And then when she arrived, I had a real life shift. It was like the universe was a sardine can and someone had sort of turned back the ceiling and all of a sudden I saw stuff I hadn't seen before. Everything looks different. Everything feels different. And I think that that shift was hard for our relationship to weather. I never changed back after that. What would you tell a 41-year-old friend who says, you know, I don't know, should I have a baby? What would you tell her? Yes, now. (laughs) Because on the flip side, that's the only regret that you can't fix in life, really. I mean, I've had this conversation. Of, Of all my friends who are in their 40s, the one thing that I've seen that's like the real regret are those women who didn't have kids and decided they wanted to and then suddenly couldn't. I think, you know, there are challenges on different levels. I I think a big challenge is being present. Another challenge, which is taking care of myself, that's been a very difficult uh, lesson for me to learn. Okay, so if you had to choose one way to finish this sentence, what would you say? Giving birth in my 40s has been... I think a revelation. I've learned more about myself and about my capacity for love and patience. Becoming a mother at 40 allowed me to comfortably and without any fear or caveat embrace my resilience. And I feel like in a lot of ways sort of the world has been opened up in front of me. When a child is born, there's sort of like a fresh start. You're starting over. You know, I sort of can count my next chapter with the birth of my kids at 40. Kim Burbrower, thank you so much for sharing all this with us. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Okay, so now you've heard two older moms talking, but what if you're a guy in your 40s? Some guys can go on and on and on, taking all the time in the world to figure out if they want to be fathers. In fact, this this guy from India named, appropriately, Randy Ramjeet, recently had his second child at age 96, and the first he had at the youthful age of 94. Of course, that's an unusual circumstance, uh, because the truth is for some guys, that moment where they're forced to make a decision about having kids really sneaks up on them. My next guest faced this decision in his 40s. Booth Daniels tells us about the moment when he realized now is the time to decide. The moment itself, I think we were just, we were realizing we were getting closer and closer. 
and it was it was just one night just sitting around, you know, drinking some wine and chatting, and she got really quiet and into herself, and I'm going, what, you know, what's going on? And she's, I have something to tell you. It's like, look, I don't know if this is important or a deal breaker, but I can't have kids. You know, is that going to be a problem? And I said, I, I honestly don't know. I actually had to think about it because it never occurred to me that it wouldn't be an option. So but you I, didn't have to think about whether or not you wanted to have kids until you were told by this woman yeah. with whom you're getting serious that she couldn't have kids. She um, was told this when she was like late teens. It was like 19, 20, like in college. Some insane doctor told her this. That she could not conceive. Well, she could conceive. She probably couldn't carry. And at the time, she didn't care. She lived her life and kept going on and then finally somebody she you know felt really strongly about and wanted to marry and move on with but like oh crud this might end before it even starts because of that she never got a second opinion never so we're getting closer to that and getting married and it's like you know what technology has changed so why don't we just go and get ourselves checked out doctor looks at her and goes you know you're fine were you with her in that moment yeah utter shock because that's where you lived mentally the entire time so this doctor says to you two you can have kids yeah and you said what to each other? Okay, so let's start trying. How did it go? Um, it took a little longer than we expected. There was figuring out timing, there's figuring out rhythms, and then we actually used a little bit of overdrill just basically to encourage things and make sure everything was happening correctly and cyclically. But after that, it was pretty much instant. So we got married in uh, December, and then we were pregnant around February. You did not just say we were pregnant. Um, I did. I, I, I applaud your feminist <laughs> use of that pronoun. I reject it as well. Yeah. And, and now your daughter is? Two and a half. She'll actually be three in October. How did your parents react when you told them that you were going to have kids? Well, first of all, they didn't think I was going to get married because I waited to such later in life, so they'd almost given up hope on that. The kid thing was like, I doubled down. Do you think having kids in your 40s really brings to life the it takes a village adage more so than if you're younger? I think so, but also it's also the day and age we're living in. I mean, when I was growing up, I actually my mom stayed home with me. I mean, this was the 70s, so it was still that, that beginning cusp of both parents starting to work. But economically, you still you could pull it off, and so that's the way it was. Because I was a child of divorce, I'd had to keep everything very separate for a long time. And that's just more circumstance, just the way life was. It's not good, bad. It just is. Does having a child now create any kind of sense of comfort about your own future? A little bit. I mean, in some ways, my, my future is still a work in progress anyway, but she is a big part of that, and she's also going to help guide that. So complete the sentence for me, please. We're going to play password? Having <laughs> having a child in my 40s is... Normal. It's completely normal. That, that, I mean, nothing feels out of place with any of this. It's, um, it was right. It was the right time. It was the right place. It was the right person. I'm not sure if I've ever been more centered or more happier. I didn't ever know that I could still be amazed by things, that I could still be discovering things at this age. You all of a sudden have her perspective on it, and everything looks new. It feels right. Now you got me all choked up. Oh, I'm sorry. Don't be sorry. That's, that's, that's the best part of it all. Thank you so much for sharing your story, which is also your daughter's story. Sure. Thank you. I am most certainly grateful. I mean, every day I wake up feeling exhausted and blessed that I have these two adorable, healthy, completely 
incontinent children. And Kim and Booth and all the other folks I know who have kids in their 40s express similar sentiment. So there are all these women who are in their 40s who are having children, more than ever. But there's this other statistic. In the 70s, 10% of American women reached the end of their childbearing years without having children. Nowadays, 20% of American women reach the end of their childbearing years without having children. Presumably, many of them are making a conscious choice not to have kids. So we wanted to find out who are these folks who don't want kids, who aren't even concerned about losing the opportunity to have kids. We reached out to our next guests, Rosa D'Amperio and Stefan Kirchgraber, to find out. As opera singers, they lead hectic lives, traveling often and rehearsing long hours, performing most months of the year. In spite of facing cultural and religious expectations of having children, they opted not to have any. They didn't want to bring up a child on the road or, or feel like they couldn't give all of themselves to both child and passion. And while they find a great sense of joy in being uncle and aunt to many children, they also find it's a relief not to have the responsibilities of raising a child. Rosa and Stefan, welcome to 4040 Vision. Hello. Thank you. Good morning. Okay. So, Rosa, how old were you when you met? Well, I was... 31, I think. Yes. Did you talk when you met early on or throughout the early years of your marriage about whether you wanted to have kids? Yes, we discussed it several times uh, very seriously. And the opportunity and the time that in, I don't know, we just decided not to bother. <laughs> we are very involved with the music. That's like giving birth to a child right there. <laughs> And in those early conversations, were you both on the same page? Was it ever a source of concern or, or consternation? Should we do this? Or did you both always know that music first and each other first? I would say each other first was very clear from the beginning. And because I've been out in the field longer than Rosa, whatever sort of ideal fantasy about family that we get imprinted with, I'd already had a chance to kind of shed that and to look more at what I might actually need to be fulfilled or made complete in life. And for me, it was partnership. The further I got away from origins, the expectation that you get married and find a regular job and you have kids right away, there were already a couple of things that sort of were distancing. Yeah, you know, because I, you didn't even start with a regular job. And Rosa, what about you in the beginning? Was it something that you thought, maybe I'll be a mother? Or did you always know that it, it wasn't necessary to bring well, you? Well, there's always a little bit of a maternal instinct uh, in a woman. It's a little bit different. But then when I met Stefan and I realized that the partnership was so special already without the child, I didn't feel I was going to be more fulfilled by having one. Yeah, Rosa and talks about la complicidad, the complicity. <laughs> Spanish, yeah. I love that. <laughs> sounds very sexy, you guys. <laughs> Sometimes it is. <laughs> and it's always a great adventure. Now, Rosa, you're from Puerto Rico? Yes. I was born and raised in San Juan. What are the cultural expectations of, of a woman? Well, imagine uh, I was brought up in strict Catholic upbringing. <laughs> of course, people ask me all the time, well, don't you have kids? Didn't you want to have kids? Um, so what do you say when someone says, why don't you have two kids? Don't you want kids? I always use my opera, ex my career excuse to have a child and then drag that child around all over the world. But that is, in truth, part of the reason you didn't want to have kids, but that's not all of it, right? Yeah, but we have colleagues that have done that all, and the child definitely feels a little uprooted. 
They have to change schools all the time. They're expected to have perfect pitch. (laughs) We don't. You you said it seems like the easiest or most obvious reason to tell people that, you know, you chose not to be a mother because of your career. Why is it easier than telling them the other part, which is? I don't really need to. Is that okay for a woman to say? Is that okay for a Puerto Rican woman to say? I absolutely think so, but uh, I'm a forward-thinking person, and there's just a lot of traditional conservative people down there still. I'm a pioneer, I suppose. (laughs) And Stefan, you are not Puerto Rican. No, but I was raised Roman Catholic, and I grew up in a series of small towns. And my parents, while very open in certain ways, are also exceptionally traditional. I was very happy to move far away from that little town as soon as I had a chance, which was going off to graduate school. You know, too, when Rosa goes home, back to the island, I mean, often the place where she'll see neighborhood friends is at church. Rosa was down there for the funeral of her maternal uncle, who was a great influence on her. I think that when people re-encounter around a life event, a funeral or a wedding, there's a lot of reporting and catching up and but oh, it's only a, the older women. I don't have that with my generation. Probably uh, because their worldview never problem. opened up to mm-hmm. that consideration. Yeah, it's very provincial. It's small. I island. think that in ba- the back of their minds, quite likely, they are also thinking about all the things that having kids presented as a limitation that they cannot express because of the cultural thing. They have this sense of duty that they were taught that that was what they were supposed to do. This is not a scientific survey because just the Mm -hmm. two of you sitting across from me. But I have the suspicion that couples who choose not to have children have much sexier and romantic relationships, (laughs) at least during the years when other people's children are younger. Do you think I'm right, you guys? I think there's merit in your hypothesis. Do you sing to each other? Yes. The romance gets tempered because then each of us is wanting to help the other. And so, that was beautiful. But, you know, if you were to try. (laughs) (laughs) There is a little bit of the critic to each other. You've seen three sisters get pregnant and have babies. Mm -hmm. Did you ever think what it would be like to be pregnant? Oh, that's the other thing. I wouldn't have wanted to be pregnant. Why? Oh, the physical stress, I think. It's on a woman's body, the nine months. I mean... Maybe I'm too much of a diva for that. (laughs) And then the birth itself, the labor is incredible. I have fun with our nephews. On Rosa's side, we have eight nephews and a niece. To me, it's all the good of being dad and then kind of being able to go away and say, well, I can now safely not worry. Stefan, I think society feels far more comfortable asking women, well, God, don't you want to be, aren't you going to be a mother? Don't you want to be a mother? Why do you want to have kids? Do you have... A quick answer when people said to you, do you have kids? Or, you know, did you ever want to have kids? I wasn't particularly a confirmed bachelor, but I was unconventional enough that folks were so intrigued and surprised that I got married at church. I'm, st- I'm still married in a profession where marriage doesn't last long. So that that was already such a move on my part into some kind of more central position that nobody's asking about kids because they still can't quite believe that that, <laughs> that I w- you're married. Well, that I was yearning you for have a wife for thirteen years. That I was like, yearning for domesticity, amazing. even to that degree. So I have a question. Someone who thinks, "Oh, isn't it too bad that nice couple doesn't have kids?" You know, one of you might go years before the other. What are you going to do when you get older? Who's going to be there for you? What would you say? <laughs> Our friends. Sisters, if they're still around. I am right now the kid 
watching my really old parents age, and that's very powerful. So I wouldn't want a kid to go through that, actually. I know it's part of life, but I think it's really hard to watch parents go through degenerative diseases and have to take care of them, try to help them. I mean, it's a beautiful thing to do, and I'm doing it the best I can, but it's really hard. Gratitude is the key. There's the other thing in that equation. How many children of aging parents who are my age do I know who actually are not there for their parents except to, from a distance, manage, whether it's uh, you know, extended care or nursing home or whatever it might be? Yeah, those are some really hard decisions that actually the kids end up having to make, sometimes for the parents. Having kids in your 40s is what? Idealistic. If the couple really feels they have the energy and the strength <laughs> to do it, and they have the passion and the love, go for it. Not having children in your 40s is what? Is logical. A relief. <laughs> Rosa and mm-hmm. Stefan, yes. with, without kids, you clearly make beautiful music together. Um, oh. And I think that your nieces and nephews are very lucky. Thank you. It's beautiful. Thank you. Cute couple, huh? Rosa and Stefan are clearly grateful. They're grateful to have one another and their music and their quiet time. But whether or not you've had kids in your 40s, this decade is prime time for looking at where you've been and where you're going. My next guest is someone who probably knows where I'm going because I would like to go with him. Hi, John. Simmel, my husband and father of our two children. Hi, sweetheart. Thank you for talking with me. Did you always know you wanted to be a father? That's a really good question. Notionally, I always wanted to have a family of my own, but I wanted to do it with someone who inspired me to be a parent. So it wasn't a check the box. I definitely want to do this under any circumstances. It was about finding the right person who I wanted to be on that leg of the journey with. When when we met at age 39, and on our first date, I said to you, I want to have kids, do you? What did you think? Well, we've talked about this. I, I'm not the kind of person that passes judgment or needs labels to define things or people. I just thought, okay, you know, that's the priority for you. That's what you want to do. I was trying to picture what you would be like as a mother the values that you would instill in children, the way you would interact with them, whether you would engage them personally, physically, intellectually, spiritually, or whether you would outsource that. And I could just tell that you were somebody who would not only be grateful to have children of your own, but be excited to participate and give them all of the love and caring and kindness and affection that you received And that was reassuring. It wasn't easy for us to have kids. Probably, in very large part, because of our age or my age. How was that experience for you as we tried to create a family in our early 40s? Clearly, the moments where we had some pretty big disappointments, it was painful. It was painful watching you be in physical and emotional pain. 
but I didn't know differently. It isn't as if someone said, oh, this should be easy and you're having a really hard time. Or, you know, it used to be easy for me and now it's really hard. It just happened to be hard. Our experience. And that we didn't give up hope because it was a priority for us and it's really something that we wanted to do, that we continue to attempt to create this family that we wanted to raise together. And, you know, we were blessed to have two kids as a result. Do you think that because we're, we were in our 40s, we still are, and when we had our babies, do you think that affects the kind of parents we are? Oh, absolutely. In coming to this experience with you, I don't feel like I'm giving something up. I've done virtually all the things that I've wanted to do to date. Except spend the night at the American Museum of Natural History, and you have to have a kid for that. Exactly. <laughs> that was really the, the intent, but the kid has to be eight, so I still have another five years, but I'm already on the wait list, so I'm, I'm feeling confident. But quite seriously, I felt like I had already done many of the things that I've always wanted to do, so I didn't feel like I was making a trade-off or I was missing out. You were the same age when our son was born as your dad was when you were born. Why do you think your dad was an old dad and you're not an old dad? I think it's choice. I think in, in many ways my father felt that he was making a lot of sacrifices, that he liked the concept of having kids more than the reality of having kids. And therefore, for him to have kids, it was taking away from his time and his priorities and his resources and his energy, as opposed to having a new experience which would be expansive for him. I guess in, in as much as our parents teach us what to do, so many times uh, do we also learn what not to do. Do you wish we had had kids sooner? I don't think about whether I'm 40 or what it would have been like if I was 30 or, you know, that I had kids at precisely the right time with precisely the right person. That's all I need to know. And I feel like they're precisely the right kids because we had two miscarriages, and they were so devastating, and I think, but look at the kids we got. Well, um, it's a good thing that they look like you, so they'll both date before they're 40, and they'll have a prosperous social career, unlike their father. They've got um, your legs. That's good. <laughs> my son is built like a supermodel, and my, my daughter's built like an army tank. What would you tell a 40-year-old friend? who's like, you know, I don't know, I, I, I kind of want to be a parent, but I really like my life. I don't know. What should I do? Should I try to have kids? What would you say? The decision isn't binary about whether to have kids or not. It's find somebody who wants who will inspire you to have a family. Be prepared to make sacrifices, and that's okay. So finish this sentence for me, please. Becoming a father in my 40s has been... A magical experience. I could never have even envisioned what it would be like, even in my wildest imagination. Thank you for talking with me, and thank you for being willing to go on a first date with a 39-year-old woman whose fertility window was just shutting so fast. I've been fortunate in my life where perhaps against the odds, some really wonderful things have, have occurred. So I always say when something wonderful occurs, why not? Why not? You look good for a guy in his 40s. <laughs> I think you're biased, but <laughs> thank you, sweetheart. I love you. I love you, too. 
Our 40s are not our parents' 40s. I don't know of a whole lot of people who become grandparents before 50. But, you know, nowadays, family is, is a group of people who love one another and follow each other on Instagram. That's all for this episode of 4040 Vision. Thanks so much to our guests, Kimberly Burbrower, Booth Daniels, Rosa Demperio, Stefan Kirchgraber, and John Semmel. Be sure to check out the entire 4040 Vision rollout at slate.com slash 4040vision. I'm Faith Saley. We've got three more episodes to check out. See you next time.